0: Guys, we had a massive breakthrough with our sex life.
1: Dead ass. And with that, Javal's getting mo ass. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? I see that. <laughs> hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellis's.
0: You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys.
1: And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy.
0: Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow.
1: (laughs) Oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married.
0: Yes, sir, we Mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics.
1: Things most folks don't want to talk about.
0: Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100 the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level.
1: Deadass starts right now. Story time. Story time, baby. Uh, Story let the people time. know how
0: we got to this point.
1: All right, so listen. Y'all have heard in previous episodes and seasons mm-hmm. um, us talk about some of our issues that we had. So So much about why we've had certain things stifling our sex life or actually yes. trying to figure out what was stifling our sex right, life. Right. Right. So it was funny because I was thinking to myself, oh my God, season five, we're talking about sex again. And it almost felt very monotonous and mundane. Like we're talking about the same things mm-hmm. over and over again. But I am happy to say that I feel like we have figured something out.
0: Well, before you even say that, it may be mundane to us because we talk about it, mm-hmm. but, All we get is sex questions. That is because that seems to be an issue in relationships. A lot of yeah, and people are looking for an answer. And I I think that we've kind of figured something out here. Can I get back to my story? Go ahead, get back to your story. (laughs) Okay,
1: so I go to my doctor for my annual, you know, checkup, pap, all that good stuff, pap Mm -hmm. smear. If people don't know what a pap is, Um, and at that time, I expressed to her that you know I felt like I was having some issues with my sex life that was lasting a lot longer than i anticipated at first i thought it was the the children i thought it was maybe fatigue you know Mm -hmm. you're trying to figure out things trial and error you know troubleshooting um and then it kind of hit me like i wonder if my method of contraception was you know Mm -hmm. causing some kind of issue so Mm -hmm. i had the iud in place and i had that in after kaz at my six-week checkup i was like i'm about to catch me slipping (laughs) again i got this this iud in place and we're good to go then she recommended to me, did you think of maybe trying something else and taking the IUD out? And I was like, hmm, that actually might work. Because I know at some points, Deval and I have felt on either ends a little bit of discomfort, just yeah. knowing that that was in my body. So
0: And physically feeling the discomfort. For sure. Like there was times, even with Jackson, mm-hmm. where I was like, I could feel it.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And
0: then you were just like, and it feels uncomfortable.
1: Right. So, so after trying to figure out like what other method of contraception I should get in trying to figure out what to do, I was like, you know what? Let me give my body a little break Mm -hmm. and take the IUD out and we'll figure out another method of Mm -hmm. of contraception. Then once that was done, it also spiraled into us being in New York, living at home with my family Mm -hmm. in my parents' house With the boys, Mm -hmm. this was around the holiday times when we were trying to decide if we were going to go back to California or not for the holidays. But, of course, California went back into lockdown and we were forced to stay in New York. Yes. So then, again, the IUD was not in place, but it was back to having quiet sex in my parents' house. Because why? The house is a lot smaller. There's about 10 to 11 of us in the house. We're just trying to get in where we fit in. And it wasn't until Deval and I had a little rendezvous, kind of like, you know, young college kids. I won't tell you where.
0: In her parents' room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was like a moment that just hit us, like, yo... The spontaneity. Well, we were recording we were home a, by ourselves. We were recording a podcast. We were actually ad. recording an ad for the podcast. In your mother's closet. In my mom's closet because that <laughs> had the best acoustics. Yes. And I was just like, you know what? DeVal just kind of gave me a look. It was on and popping. Nobody else was in the house at that time. It was just us. Yes. And that particular moment, that session, that session set off a light bulb. We figured out what the issue was.
0: This song, this karaoke, Mm. means so much.
1: Mm. This is another another song at the top of that repeat playlist. Absolutely, because
0: it means so much in its lyrics. Mm -hmm. It's real. Yep. It's real. That is a whole fact. Let me start this off. You ready?
1: I'm ready. When we. Hey. When
0: we when we when we you
1: went to the
0: when <laughs> we I like it when you lose it
1: hey
0: I, I like it wee. when you go there I like the way you use it I, I like that you don't play fair
1: play. hey
0: recipe, recipe for boy. the disaster yeah. When I'm just trying to take my time. Mm. Stroke it's is getting, getting deep, deep and faster. faster. You're screaming, <laughs> screaming like I'm out of line. Yeah. Who came to make sweet love? Not, Not me. me. Who came to kiss it
1: <laughs> up? Not me. Who
0: came to beat it up? Rocky. Mm. But don't use don't them hands the to put up that gate and stop, stop me, me. up.
1: Uh, when we... we p- Bug. Ah, when we ah.
0: <laughs> yo Tank my man Tank. my
1: brother Tank
0: one of my favorite songs of all time. that is a whole fact but the words in those songs yeah. reign supreme with Kadeen and I
1: listen I'm just gonna put it out there right <laughs> in the event that we were to have another child yes. I literally text Zena Tank's <laughs> wife and I was like sis let Tank know that anyhow another baby comes out of this relationship, he's the godfather.
0: Yes, you gotta be. Gotta be.
1: It's probably gonna because... be made to
0: that song because <laughs> um sex is good, making love is good, but there is nothing like when we fuck. Man. There is nothing like it. And we have ex- we have learned like ten years it. in this marriage, we've learned now that like we have different levels of love making but when we fuck, we be like, that's that's our that's our shit right there.
1: That's it. So okay.
0: Going back to story time. Going back to story time.
1: It's a good thing that my mom did not listen to this. Right. Exactly. Ah.
0: There was a perfect storm (laughs) of events that happened there. Right. right? Because she got the IUD taken out. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, for the first time in, I would say, seven, eight months, we had alone time mm-hmm. because the pandemic forced us to be in the house. We couldn't travel. Literally. And we were kind of wondering like what was going on with our sex life.
1: And if it wasn't us at home with the kids, it was with my parents who were also locked down right. with us for four months. Right. You know, it was some combination There's of somebody always, yeah. being with us. We were never alone. Yeah.
0: But that was the first time in years because of the contraceptive that we had no kids, no mom, and no IUD. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that we had had that like that raw animalistic sex like college and i heard you make sounds (laughs) that you haven't made in a long time Mm -hmm. and i was like yo okay i think i figured it out and she was like what i think the iud might have been messing with your sex drive Mm -hmm. and then we discussed it i was just like when when you put the iud in the beginning you felt tender Mm-hmm. So we had sex, you know, slightly, lightly. But it never really went back to how we typically had sex.
1: No, it never subsided that it feeling subsided. of tenderness. Or maybe it was right. also mental for me, knowing that there was something there. Right. A foreign object. So you it was always putting never the quite gate up. Sat right, Yeah. You
0: know, and for people who don't know what the gate is, that's when the hands go to the to the pelvis. When I'm trying to <laughs> you know what I'm saying, do my thing. The I gate. would feel the gate come up and I'd be like, You all right? And she'd be like, Right there, right there, just don't don't go too much further. So it was like restricting mm-hmm. And then there were times when we even tried to go all the way, and I would be like, yeah, "I think I feel it," mm-hmm. and it made both of us nervous mm-hmm. because um with Jackson, what people don't know is that um, I was feeling her IUD, and then she went to the doctor and she said IUD was starting to come out
1: yeah it was literally like on it was was like on
0: its way out which is not good for her or good for me Mm -hmm. so we've always had that thing in the back of our minds but I felt like that was putting a mental block for both of us that there was something in you that was foreign and then you feeling it and me feeling it made us adjust the way we were having sex and then sex wasn't as pleasurable for you or for me Mm -hmm. on top of that we always had to worry about a kid busting in the door mm-hmm. or your mom hearing us. And then mm-hmm. with the pandemic, your mom and your dad was in the house. That's a fact. So this was the first time in like Months. years. No, no. Years because of the IUD.
1: Well, the IUD and then I'm talking and about with the, the pandemic. Kids, right. That we were
0: able to have the type of sex that we were having. We were accustomed to. Yeah. But you know
1: what also helped after the fact too, which we've noticed the pattern, which made us come to this conclusion now, mm. was when... You took me um, to the city for my birthday. Yes. My birthday weekend, which was shortly after we got to New York and we had that moment in my my, my, my parents' room. And then we get to a hotel and DeVal was just like, yo, is it that I have to like take you somewhere for us to to have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The argument used to be like, is it that I have to take you somewhere and spend money for us to just have a good time Mm -hmm. and it be like the old days. And to me, it was just like, no, I mean, yeah, there is a little bit like a fun when you're like on vacation or you're like in a hotel or you're doing something that's not the norm or it's not like the day to day. Of course, creating that kind of environment does make you kind of, you know, be a little bit more adventurous. But, um, we did notice after that particular, um, birthday weekend, the little staycation that we did in New York, I was like, wait, this might be like a thing now.
0: No, and it was, it was was a a thing thing because remember, we had had another staycation right after that with the kids in the hotel room Mm -hmm. and you and I were trying to get it in because we were in a different environment so we think the environment is different. So right. we're staying at the one hotel by Brooklyn Bridge. Is a nice view and everything. We wake up late at night. We wait for the kids to go to sleep. And me and Kay trying to do it. And it's not the it same. It wasn't the same. Because, and, and that's when we were like, yo, it's the kids. Yo, yo. It was
1: just too many things cramping our style at that point. Between that yeah. and then people being in yeah. our space, we just realized we needed our space. Yes. So that being said, um, things have been, I think, way better, too. Also, because we have the space now where we're in a new home. So everybody kind of has their domains that they can be in. Um, We just have to learn to put the lock on the door. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because kids will still walk in. Still walk in. (laughs) They'll still walk in. Um, But yeah, it was kind of refreshing for us to kind of reach this point where we felt like, wow, we're in a way better place. And I think also mentally I had a block up because I always felt like sex came with this negativity. Mm-hmm. And it was the built up negativity that we'd had mm-hmm. in prior seasons on the podcast that we spoke about, or there's prior years for us where it was just was always like a daunting thing. Um, and I think also too, in addition to the, the IUD making time for ourselves solely without anyone around and also too changing the negative mindset I had around it where it's just like, Oh damn, it's rolling on day, day two, you know, yeah. since we've had sex, so I know I'm going to have to do it again soon. And that in itself just made it a very, you know, put a bad taste in my mouth when it came to it, and it became like a chore.
0: So, question: Do but but do you physically feel like you've enjoyed sex more Absolutely. since you took the IUD out? Absolutely, because I, think I that's feel like the
1: there's less restraints. I feel like there's less of a mental block for me too, thinking like, oh my god, see, my IUD is going to get dislodged and it's going to end up in my esophagus or something. See, but shit.
0: I think that that's the key though, because if you enjoy sex more, you want to you want to have, it, have more. it more, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I and I think that was a big part of it. First mm-hmm. of all, enjoying it more. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't have to deal with the contraceptive, but then also wanting to have it more and then putting you in a place and putting me in a place where we could have it the way we want to have it. Because there's one thing about sex is everyone enjoys that animalistic, you know, attraction where it's it's not planned. It just like that that time in your your mother and your father's room. We were in the closet. And you had and on tights. And there was nothing
1: sexy about the situation, as far as I can remember, in, in terms of how I, I don't felt. No, it wasn't sexy. You know what I mean? I think but I was in house clothes, and we were just like, "Let's you w- get this you had ad on done tights. real quick."
0: You had on tights that you always have on, but I remember coming out of the closet, and it was just quiet for the first time <laughs> in months because there was nobody there with us. Yeah. So it was just quiet, and you had on tights, and you put the. I remember you put the laptop on the bed, and you had leaned over the bed just to finish sending oh, it right. to Denora. Yep. And then I remember I just pressed myself up against you, and then you kind of looked back at me. I was like, Uh-oh. And then I was just like.
1: That's what we trying to do?
0: Yeah, and then from there, it was just like, like college, like bang, bang, bang. And I heard you say things, and it, it felt like how sex had not felt for us in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I knew, at the, knowing that at the time, like you didn't have the IUD, I wasn't holding back, and you wasn't putting the fence up. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, I'm not holding back, and you're not putting the fence up, it felt like this is the the moment. These are the moments that you you know you get inspired to have, like mm-hmm. those quick moments where it's just like, bam! I want to do this to my wife. Right. Even after eighteen years. Right. Years of not having that can definitely change your perspective of starting to have sex. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because even for me as a man, when you start to have sex with your wife, and when you're getting ready to get into your moment, and she starts putting her hands to slow you down or push you off, then you're starting to feel like. Are you doing something wrong? Am I doing something wrong? Does she want to have sex? Yeah, and then it starts to mess with your mind. Right. So in that moment, I
1: know you had moments like that where you were just like mentally like, I. I'm thinking too much yeah. about what's happening here and you're always the considerate lover too like considering how I feel always trying to be what, yeah exactly and making sure I'm taken care of right? Um, so that part too I know for you was like a really big mental thing that you're just yes. like I don't know what's going on here but I mean it's commonly believed that um, hormonal birth control it lowers sex drive by lowering levels of testosterone in the woman's body mm. um, which is funny because when it's about to be that time of the month for women that's actually when t- t- testosterone spikes and it's always funny because you're, you're just always- like wow you normally want to do it when you can't do it. Right. You know? Um, but as a result, according to research, um, it doesn't necessarily reflect the same. I guess everyone's body is different, yes. Mm-hmm. So according to several studies, on average, women reported having no change in sex drive while using birth control. But since there's not that much scientific information about, you know, the female sexual pleasure and the, the sexual anatomy available to us in every woman's physiology, everyone's psychology, their experience being different, the average experience isn't everyone's experience. Right. Um, and I think one thing that we both were invested in was really trying to figure out Yes. why this wasn't working because it wasn't for lack of attraction I think sometimes people wonder over the years if you're married to somebody for a certain amount of time is it that we lose attraction physically Mm -hmm. you know um, and one thing you always said to me was like babe I'm always trying to stay in shape for you I'm trying to you know I want you to stay in shape for me I want us to be able to be healthy but also look good for each other Absolutely. Um, and that was an aim for me as well after you know even just having children like wanting to get my body back in shape not just for myself but Mm -hmm. for you as well so you kind of throw those things there and then the egos tend to also take a hit as well because you're wondering if i don't look good enough you know men too having like you've said their own um questions in their mind like you know am i doing it right am i big enough as a a man as
0: a man you when you start to have sex your thought process is is she attracted to me mm -hmm. is it big enough do i last long enough Mm -hmm. and am i doing it right Mm -hmm. like those are the things that you think about when you get into having sex with any woman and then if it's your wife You're wondering, like, can I sustain this throughout life to make Mm -hmm. sure that she still wants to have sex as we get older? Right. You know what I'm saying? so when your wife's body starts to change or she goes through a deficit in her sexual drive, the first thing for me was to say, what am I not doing Mm -hmm. properly? You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like I'm the same person I was. When we got together, right. know what I'm saying I gained a little bit of weight. I'm a little bit you bigger now. Know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. My hair ain't in, my hair ain't as thick as it right. was. You grew into your head too, because remember
1: how you <laughs> looked? You was a whole ass bobblehead when I met you. I was skinny. All right, looked I was like skinny. a lollipop, like a pot spoon.
0: So that's how, but that's how I felt like I was. I'm more of a man now <laughs> than are. I was when we first started dating. No, so I'm I, like, you should have been more attractive. Super
1: attractive, no, for sure. So that's why I, in turn, felt like it was something internal for me, which is why I felt like I was almost at my wits end, like. What is it about my my body? Mm-hmm. What is it about? Is it my body chemistry? Is it something psychological with me that was causing mm-hmm. this gate up in a different sense, mm-hmm. which also led me to my doctor? And it's just like, girl, like this is what's happening. Can you suggest something to me because I right. felt like it had to be something internal? Um, and then of course, like you know, there's day to day things like you know, the children and, and being tired and work and stuff like that. But I also felt like it was something deeper than that. So for me, it was just like, you know, frequency is not going to be good or it doesn't make sense if it's not good. Right. Sex yeah. Cause
0: frequency was not our problem. Right. Frequency, you know, we, we have sex routinely and consistently, right. uh, two to three times a week, just on average. And right. then there's some weeks where we're just like, I wanted more. I wanted four times a week. Sometimes right. I wanted five times a week. So, uh, consistency wasn't the problem. Right. The problem was the act of having sex and it feeling like a chore.
1: Right. Because you know? listen, a 2017 study appeared in the Archives of Sexual Behavior that found that the average adult currently enjoys sex 54 times a year. That equates to about once a week. You're far from average, sir. I've
0: never done anything average in my life. <laughs> So that's that's. I'm not gonna start with sex now. I'm not gonna be like I've exceeded everything else oh in my life, my but the goodness. sex is gonna be average. I'm not doing that. So I'm not. I don't even want to even think about that being a possibility. Right. Okay. But what I what I have noticed is that um psychologically, with you, particularly, like you have to have an escape from mm-hmm. the kids. Yeah. Right. Like you have to have an escape. Yeah, I do. Because even you know. Even when we're away on vacation, Mm -hmm. if the kids are in the room with us or the kids are somewhere else, you're always thinking about them. Yeah. So the only time I can really get you to focus on just being in this moment is if the kids are nowhere in your vicinity to Mm -hmm. where you're paying attention to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I remember we used to have this argument all the time. I used to be like, why do I got to spend thousands of dollars to go on vacation to get my wife back? And I felt like that was unfair. It's like, and mm-hmm. any time I'm looking to get something, I have to spend money, mm-hmm. right? But I do, I do realize that you can't escape, like you can't escape from something that you like is know is there. Mm-hmm. Even if you're saying, don't think about it. Mm-hmm. For me, I can think. I can really be like. Them kids ain't, ain't coming. Like I don't, I don't care. Like they could be <laughs> at the door know. knocking, and I'll be like, "Yo, they'll be fine. Right. They'll be fine for the next 12, 15 minutes." I'm
1: gonna say, I'm gonna save that recent story, uh, recent <laughs> situation for a story time. We got another, another funny
0: story time. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, we'll save that for. We'll save episode, that for another episode.
1: we'll be talking about some more. You know, so hey. But um, um, but it feels also, good though. Yeah, go ahead. It
0: feels it feels good to, like, reach a, a breakthrough because it comes mm-hmm. points where you're like, I don't know what to do i don't know what the problem is let
1: me tell you i was at a point where check it out sometimes a low sex drive can be the result of issues such as hypoactive sexual desire disorder i thought i had a whole ass disorder they put
0: labels on everything i
1: did a disorder that reduces your level of interest and enjoyment from sex so let
0: me guess they have a hsdd pill for
1: it. is treatable by using medication see
0: see that <laughs> they be trying to <laughs> m- medicate everybody
1: therapy. And I was just like, man, I don't know if I was at that point either. I was trying all sorts of old natural stuff. I was like, let me boil this root and have somebody send me up some stuff from Jamaica just to see if it'll work.
0: So This is what I'll say, right? This is, this is what I, I know for a fact. Kadeen, I don't know if you want. I don't want to put your business out there, but there's certain, there. There certain positions that Kadeen loves to do. And
1: I, I Is it fair to say that I think a lot of people have their favorite positions? Right. So yeah. you said don't okay.
0: put your business, I'm not going to put the positions out there, right? Right. But while you were on the IUD, those positions were uncomfortable for you. That is true. And I think that you couldn't do those positions and sex became boring for you because those positions that you like to do, mm-hmm. we weren't able to do because that you were just kind of like... You, you used I I'm, 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 I'm trying not to put your business on the street, but then we would go to do those and you would put the wall up or you would, you would put that. The, <laughs> the wall,
1: the gate, the fence. The fence, you put that, that and you
0: put the man's down and be like, no, 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 no. So then it's like, you're I can't like, do you just like,
1: wait it. a second, you used to like that. What's Remember, I used on? to be like, yo, what is yes. going on?
0: You used to love that. Talk and,
1: in terms of traffic light, the green light is not like a yellowish, you right. know, a slow yellow.
0: But I think because we've made random. it more enjoyable, <laughs> yeah. now you want to do it more. Yeah. Because more recently, you've been right. like...
1: And it, and it can be without like a devout vacation me, like a fly me out. Like it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be that. That's still cute. So don't stop that now.
0: <laughs> don't go. stop
1: that now just because Here we're you in a go. space where we could do it. And at least oh, we're Jesus. on one side of the house. And my mom is like downstairs on the other side of the house. She
0: yeah. always going to find a vacation, guys.
1: But what I'm going to do is vacations are necessary to regroup and to just like have a change of atmosphere. That's and what, and I, I, that's like what that, I wanted so. to
0: um touch on too when it comes to sex life. Vacations are important because... People tend to bond over new experiences, right? Yes. And even if you watch the movies and stuff, those uh, erotic experiences or those exciting uh, experiences that happen typically happen under stress where something new has happened when you get excited, right? Mm-hmm. How do you excite those uh, erogenous zones without touching someone typically it happens when you see things that make you excited. Mm-hmm. So, I do honestly feel like traveling and seeing new things and experiencing new things, whether it be hiking or, or mm-hmm. bungee jumping or zip lining, like we did, mm-hmm. um, really does get you excited. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll do things like that and then when we go back to the room, you'll be horny.
1: Because it's almost like you feel like a kid again, you know? Like, there's certain cares that you kind of just like put away whenever you are on vacation and it's just like, who won't like to drop it like it's hot you know, after coming out, coming in from the beach or, you know, from a trip, from an excursion or whatever, like things like that, I think definitely will help, um, too. And then also to being in a mental space that's better. I feel like we've been in a better mental space Mm -hmm. together as a couple. We've talked about being more of service to each other. We talked about levels of intimacy as well that we're looking forward to in the next 10 years. So I think before the actual act of that raw, like you say, animalistic sex, that's great Mm -hmm. but the the way we get to it now i feel like is way more organic um it's way more authentic to to us because we're really tuned in to each other and we spend days where we're just like walking past each other and it's like i'll give you a look you give me a look or you grab my butt or you know i'll grab your chest or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be um and it's almost just to let you know like i see you and right. and those moments of intimacy that we have, though they be quick during the day, yeah, kind of culminates up itself to. at night or morning or and, whenever we can.
0: And I think that we've both been more deliberate with that. Like I've always grabbed your butt. Like that's just you. You can't walk by me and my hand don't just go like that. It's almost like a knee jerk reaction at this point. <laughs> but what what it just we talked about this on another podcast where we talked about being deliberate about being of service, mm-hmm. right? And not just being of service in the moment to get something in return but Mm -hmm. constantly being of service to somebody Mm -hmm. so if you're constantly of service to your spouse of course they're going to want to reciprocate Mm -hmm. and i think that both of us have been more deliberate about being of service Mm -hmm. so the reciprocation is just coming naturally and it's working its way to the bedroom on top of the fact that you don't have the iud no more so just so people know they're asking well what if you don't use the iud we're using um palm all right, which is P-O-M. It's called the pullout method, all right? <laughs> it's also called the prayer, acronym. prayer over medicine, all right? Oh, man. So I don't know how long that's going to last.
1: We've been pretty pretty, pretty successful. We have been. In past years, too. So now. For now. <laughs> it takes trust,
0: you know what I'm saying? It Kate, sure does. She says I mean, she's all still all on the fence about getting pregnant. And all else so.
1: fails, too. I kind of feel like if that doesn't work out or we're, we're not relying on that because i don't Mm -hmm. rely on that as foolproof we can always go with something that's a little bit more short shot there's the um sdm i mean sorry the sdb method i don't know if you've heard of it sdb SDB. you make yourself is
0: that a pill no where is that
1: but it's 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 the snip them balls snip them here she goes meaning like okay i've had three children and then we are done and you can
0: Why you got to be so vulgar? Why you got to be so vulgar? Don't (laughs) use the V word. Do not use the V word on this podcast. (laughs) Do not.
1: Hey. Do not. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. It might just be your turn. I'll
0: say this. I'll say this. Right?
1: Uh Uh-huh. If.
0: If. We have another baby. After that. Snip snippities. Snip snippity snip snips. SDB.
1: So what if we don't? What if we decide, or oh, you know, we, I, we decide that we're not going to have a fourth?
0: Then we're going to have to decide whether or not I'm going to SDB. Okay,
1: that's fair.
0: It's fair, right? That's fair. And I'm I'm willing to do it because you've put your body through a lot of trauma over years having children. That's a fact. Being on birth, and control. birth control. too. Right. So I'm you saying. Know, I lost much I'll,
1: hair. gained weight. Right. Oh, all that. So
0: I'll, I'll, all I'm that. willing to do that, and and I know it'll make our Sex life better because if we don't have to focus on no contraceptive at all,
1: right?
0: Because if we're
1: trying to combat pregnancy and it's just me and you, then hey, then we good.
0: You we could, could, good. Swing could swing from the chandelier,
1: swing from the chandelier, and if you're not worried about getting Several pregnant, of those then, right? You know, you'll be good. Swing, swing, swing. Like that danglings. <laughs> See be, you nasty. I think it's a fair See
0: guys, the, ever since she got off that IUD, she been nasty. Yeah, like I real think it also nasty. does
1: something too for like your 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 psyche, like the way you feel, like your mood mood mm. is also very much affected by even with the birth copper controls. IUD. Yeah, I mean, I had the non hormonal one, but I feel like man, that joint be giving off something too. You just never I mean, know you, nowadays. I mean, you know
0: better than I know because it was inside. You never of you, know nowadays. So, yeah, but but I will say that there was a, a like a stark difference once you took that IUD out. Yeah. It went from, it was like night and day, like there was IUD in there and we were struggling the minute she took it out. Pew, and I was just like, babe, I think that's what it was.
1: Revelations.
0: And then, you know, it's and the good thing is we're reaching a point now because, mm-hmm. and, and when you think about married couples, if you're both very, sexually active with each other Mm -hmm. you do choose a contraceptive that will prevent you from having kids Mm -hmm. so that you don't have to continue to reproduce but you don't realize how that's gonna affect your sex drive right like a lot of people don't realize that you think oh you know Mm -hmm. even condoms condoms affect people's sex drive like some dudes hate condoms some women's bodies respond terribly Mm -hmm. to condoms so i think as married couples we have to start to continue to discuss how these contraceptives are affecting our sex lives our sex drives and what other um, options we have
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know what i'm saying to to counteract that so that we can you know have fun being married so yes, it doesn't seem we so daunting to
1: have fun too exactly yes. and it's just like You know, I don't want to have to say place blame, for example, anymore. I feel like at that point I was really trying to figure out, well, if it's not me, maybe it's the kids. Maybe it's this. It it was a culmination of things. Yes. But I think it required a little bit of research. And it's something that mattered to me to be able to figure out because I didn't want to just continue to live in the space that we were in, where you felt as if you were unwanted or that you were Mm -hmm. neglected, um, that your needs were not met in that department, um, too. So I'm feeling pretty good about where we at.
0: But think about this though. Contraceptives have always been an issue for us throughout our relationship, the full eighteen years. Because mm-hmm. when we first met, we were responsible. We wore condoms, mm-hmm. right? Then, in all honesty, we got comfortable with each other. I didn't like wearing condoms. Kadeem ain't like the condoms, so we stopped wearing condoms. I and mean, we used the pull-out method, but we got nervous about having babies. So mm-hmm. that time when we weren't using condoms, our sex life was jumping. We right. was. It was like, in college, it was on and popping. Yes. But then you had got on the pill Right. at one point, and it messed yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you tried the patch over. It was
1: you, the ring, I think I saw it. Yeah, I tried the ring for a little you bit, tried the that ring. didn't work That either. didn't work
0: out. But I, just, I feel like all of those of... different things have, because naturally, you're not supposed to stop what's supposed to be so normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What's supposed to be so animalistic and, and and esoteric at the same time because your spirits and your, your souls get involved with having sex mm-hmm. so when you're stopping it by mm-hmm. using something it seems like there's a, a break mm-hmm. in between so
1: yeah and even so i feel like even now we've had a lot more like emotionally charged sex too since that yo you know what i mean
0: we used to have sex in college right and there was a time in college we was having sex and kadina just started crying and I'm You're like telling all my business <laughs> and I fair. used to be like I'm like what's what's the matter and she'd be like
1: yeah, I don't know I'd just be caught up I in the know, moment it wasn't know. an ugly cry but it was a cute little like, like oh my god I like I love know. you so much cry I
0: don't know we, we were listening to what song do you remember what song it was
1: yes I do remember
0: it was two times it happened one
1: do you remember both it was I remember both, both songs, songs. Oh, it was a it was whole songs. soundtrack y'all make sure the, y'all add it to y'all playlist. the first
0: one was Beauty by Drew Hill oh yes Beauty by, Beauty by oh, Drew Hill oh and then the second one Right and the second one was speechless. By Beyonce. By Beyonce. My
1: girl, that's on slap. Listen, that's speechless. on that's on the playlist now too, yeah. Yes. Okay, no 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 no. No, no don't 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 do it. Yes. Don't. Karaoke time yes. is past. <laughs> Karaoke time is past. Yes. But it's good. I'm I'm feeling good where we're at. Pound me up, zap me up.
0: I always pound you up, baby. Now, baby. Pound you up, pound you out. That's a fact. Well, let's go mm-hmm. pay some bills real quick. Come back, okay? <laughs> <All right. laughs>
1: Before this takes a sharp turn. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a real quick break, y'all, and I get back into some listener letters.
0: Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because... but all year long.
1: That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
0: That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all. Losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times, when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp.
0: Visit BetterHelp.com/deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. dot com/deadass. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now.
1: All right, and we're back. Yes. Listen to letters. Yes. We're listening, y'all. What y'all got to say? Do I got the right one up? Oh, here we go. All
0: right. <coughs> <laughs> Hello. First and foremost, my wife and I enjoy your podcast very much. Thank you so Thank much. Thank
1: you. I love when guys write in.
0: Yes, and we, we listen to it as a couple, which as you should. We have two young sons, ages one and four, who love to sleep in the bed with us. We remember the days when we just when it was just us and sex came as easy as breathing. Now with the kids in the bed it seems as if we've developed sexual asthma.
1: Ooh, sexual (laughs) asthma. I know what that feels like.
0: Do you guys uh do you guys have this issue? How do we once and for all kick the kids out?
1: Okay. Well, I mean we kind of implemented i want to say after Jackson, i kicked my
0: kids out the bed y'all i kicked them out i said guys i said Kay, okay, this this can, kid this can't be
1: yeah jackson this was in the can't. bed with us for a long time and that tends to happen when you have your first child sometimes till four unless you're very deliberate and he was kind of he was in and out of our bed i should yes. say for a long time um, and it was a convenience that came with with nursing, breastfeeding yeah. overnight, things like that, um, that made it really easy, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes it's just like, is it sleep or is it the kid being in the room? Like you just some things you're going to have to sacrifice. Right. But then, then comes a point when you just have to kind of <laughs> get him out the bed. So and not even just Kyra, for sex. To start it. Yeah. Just, just to just, sleep because they get tall they sleep crazy (laughs) they do we used to call jackson kung Kung fu panda in the bed because he just used to be all over the place all over the place um but then yeah early on with cairo we kind of implemented the sleeping in the bassinet to try and Mm -hmm. even if he was in the room with us taking him out of the bed putting him in the bassinet and then when he became too big for the bassinet he was about three months right and then we were just like okay we're gonna have to do the um the ferber method we kind of loosely did the ferber method um cairo was great in that he maybe cried the first night for two two minutes and then he was fine after that then he became accustomed to his bed yeah um same thing with kaz yeah so it's yeah you're just gonna have to do it bro she's gonna have to, gonna have to suck
0: it up <laughs> yeah i mean maybe even them put out. them together just kick them out no just kick them out no
1: but i'm saying they're four in one kick so them out take them out the bed and kick put them, them together, out there maybe
0: most of the time parents have issues taking them out the bed and it don't be the kids it'd be the parents one parent wants to keep the child it, it, it's realistically these kids have to learn how to self-soothe right right and who teaches them how to self-soothe us as parents. Right. Typically, the problem is not the child. The problem is one of the parents or both of the parents. They feel more comfortable with the child there. Right. If y'all want the kids out the bed, they put them out the bed.
1: Right. Well, That's I agree period. with you, but I was making a suggestion in that if they're one and four, they're, they're young enough where maybe you can put them together. If they're used to having like a codependency or a sleep Partner, put them together in the bed because my brother and I, when we were younger, slept together in the same bed. You know, while we were younger, and then eventually outgrew that. But I don't even now. I don't think the problem is
0: seriously. I don't think the problem, and this is what I think sometimes we do is we try to spoon feed to other people without dealing with what the issue is. When we make these suggestions, it's just like, well, I can't get them out the bed because this one won't sleep this way or that one. I don't know. No, those are all excuses that you've created in your mind as sometimes as parents Mm -hmm. as reasons as to why the child needs to continue to sleep in the bed when realistically get them out of the bed and i've seen that with a lot of couples and we did that as well you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying even with jackson he's by himself and he needs to do this and even with with kaz and cairo there were times where we made excuses for them because we felt better with them being in the bed right but then when we got tired of it
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i'd be like yo go sleep in your bedroom do not leave this bed and yeah. what would they Deval do? Dallas
1: still does that now to this day because we do do? will be the one, and he, they'll go, they go to sleep in the bed.
0: And ultimately, that's my point. Yeah. Let's let's not give the child an excuse and say, "Oh, there's a reason why because we don't know how." Parents know how. Mm-hmm. You just feel better as a parent, and I'm guilty of it too. Like
1: and there's some nights still where I'm just like, they're just so cute in their bed. Let's bring them in our bed. I, I agree. Cuddle with Jackson's big ass. I <laughs> agree. Almost five foot self. I agree. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you, you just know, gotta break that mentality. We have those moments, you know, we, yeah.
0: and that's that's my thing, and not to. Make it seem like you weren't making a valid point because you were, but I was just saying it's the mentality of getting you. them out the bed I as opposed to mentality. the and I just tried to offer systematic a approach. Yeah. You know, the systematic mm-hmm. approach, they know what to do with their kids. It's get just, them out the bed. Get them out the bed. Get
1: them out the bed. Yes. That's it. All right. All right. Uh, hey, Kadeen and DeVal. First off, I want to say I love you guys and love listening to y'all's podcast. Thank, Thank you, you. Love so you, too. Much. I love how y'all start your listening letters. Yes. A little shout out, love, because we love y'all back. I'm t- 32 from Brooklyn. Boop, boop. Ah. ah the I see. Boop, pup boop, boop was in there. I love it was bop. in there. It was Like the, Kevin yes, Hart, it was a like boop, 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 boop. Yes. Uh, <laughs> ra ra. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. That's very Flatbush of you. Yes. Um, And I often use a lot of your topics to have discussions with my boo thing. He and I have been together for eight years and married for three. And we have two kids, five years old and two months old. I love his annoying ass dearly, <laughs> which is why I'm even writing this. Okay, so moving in together five years ago, we realized that sex has always been an area of discussion for us, mainly because I'm one of those women who has a higher sex drive than her man. Mm-hmm. I always wanted, and he's more of a two to three times a week is all right for me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, usually the in- initiator... Initiating. Which can be annoying at times. We get into riffs about the consistency of sex and I always end up upset, which leads him to trying to be more consistent for about a week or two. And then we end up in the same ass boat. That
0: sounds familiar. Yeah, that sound familiar but it's just reverse. It's just reverse,
1: yeah. Uh-huh. Before we get um, back into the process of having sex after having our second child, I want to make sure that we're on the same page and sex becomes bomb again. At this point, should we consider some type of sex therapy or just a counselor? Yeah, that's literally the reverse. The reverse of what we were dealing with. Which there too. are
0: people who who deal yeah, with that too. Exactly. There are women who deal with who have higher sex drives.
1: Right. I mean, that's interesting because I don't know what that's like to have a higher sex drive than a man. But you know mm-hmm. the frustration with having somebody who is not meeting your needs. Yeah. Because to me, when I hear two to three times a week, I'm like, oh, we Gucci. Right. Meanwhile, <laughs> she's like, that's not enough. And he probably and even after the children too. She's she's still right. She's still there. I en- I envy you, sis. And he's probably making recipe? her feel
0: like a sexual deviant for wanting to have sex more often. He's mm-hmm. probably like, mm-hmm. he's probably like, how could you still want to have sex? Because that's right. how I felt sometimes. You know, as the initiator, it does get annoying at times to always be the initiator. Or you start right. to feel like, dang is that person not into right.
1: me? Oh, you, you want to be wanted. Yeah, you like want to be wanted. Wants, everyone wants that, that feeling of wanting to be wanted. Right. Um, I think you can revert back to what we've spoken about today. Honestly, mm-hmm. sis, I mean, I'm looking at what you talked about. Y'all have two kids, five and two months. Mm-hmm. Um, so are, those are distractions. Sometimes mm-hmm. they, those are distractions. What is the environment looking like? Um, you know, is he taking the initiative to then try to meet you halfway right. there by trying to reciprocate the instigation every now and again? And it's like, why are you guys falling into that rut?
0: Well, she said that he tries and then falls off. And then off. falls off, right. And then, so but then why it comes do they fall back, back to into that rut? Because it comes back to what, what we've had to deal with was if this is not something natural that you want to do, you do it for your mate. Mm-hmm. But then if it's not something you naturally want to do, you naturally go back to what's comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're dismissing your mate. I, you never were dismissing me, even though I felt at times I was being dismissed. Mm-hmm. But it's like... I was trying to do that and keep up, but mm-hmm. I, you know, naturally I go back to what is comfortable for me right. and he's doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. Cause I, for you know? sure,
1: after we'd have our discussions, Yeah. I'd be like, all right, good. This is what I'm going to do. And I would like focus on it. And then life would kick in. I kick in again, and then before I knew it, I was mm-hmm. back into the same pattern of things. But like you said, there's like a comfort zone, yeah, like a level of comfort that you kind like yeah. of revert back to whenever you're. It doesn't come to you naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you guys, it's worth maybe talking to somebody about it, um, speaking out loud where the feelings yeah. are, where there may be some some disconnects. Um, you know, the fact that you guys are already having kind of discussions about it is helpful. Don't stop talking don't stop about t- it. Yeah, it doesn't stop. matter.
0: How monotonous it seems. Right. There's always breakthroughs when you have conversations. Man, listen. We've talked about sex where
1: we talked about it so much that I was just the, the, Like I said, the minute I heard the word, mentally it just took me to a very negative place because I was just like, "But here but, we go again." But here's the thing. You know? and, and but it matters to you. So it matters to me. But yeah. it also
0: is when someone is, I think, at the deficit. A lot of people, not just women, men and women, don't want to be accountable for being at the deficit of something. Mm -hmm. So when you're discussing something that they may be at a deficit at, they don't want to keep talking about it because they have to look in the mirror and be like, maybe I'm the problem. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for someone to realize that and keep realizing that over and over again. So the fact that they're having the conversations Mm -hmm. are good. What I'll say is, is that since she's the one with the higher sex drive, just like I'm the one with the higher sex drive in our relationship, What she should try to do is try to find ways to increase his liking for sex. Like I have done with you. Like taking... Taking pride in understanding how your body works. So
1: his sex language, like now this love language, right? Like his sex like language, yeah. Or intimacy language, like what what gets turns you him to on? That? Yes.
0: Finds because I, I had to do my research and finding out what turns my wife on. Mm-hmm. What what is going on? Why does she keep putting up the gate? Like mm-hmm. what am I not doing, or right. what am I doing? Right. And asking those questions constantly never gets old you because you
1: have to do that as married couple. Eight yes. years in and married for three, like yes. this is the decision you've made. We, yes. we don't have that newness factor where it's like you. Meet somebody for the first time and it's like ah you know we don't have that as married people however i was going to say however you can try to create those instances how by knowing what your partner likes by also what else what
0: going on vacation
1: oh yeah i'll I'll say this i'm I'm
0: going to (laughs) if if this is going to be a moment of truth part of the moment of truth is changing your environment and experiencing different things with that same purpose, purpose intrigues their sexual drive. Right. I've I've learned that with Kadeem.
1: You know what? On another episode that we did, I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but we talked about um, the the, twi- the list of twenty things from the, yes. from the married couple over over twenty years. Yes, right. And one thing that I think they both had on their list was like go on vacations. Yes, or plan vacations or something like that. Yes, and I think each of them said it in their own way, but they both, after twenty years of marriage. In their top twenty things that they felt like was necessary in making their net marriage mm. thrive, it was taking a break and going on vacation. But and but not
0: but not just a typical vacation where you you know say say your vacation idea is to go to virginia beach Mm -hmm. y'all go to virginia beach and go to the same hotel and do the same thing because even that even though it's a vacation becomes monotonous no Mm -hmm. go on a vacation where you experience a different part of the world experience a different um challenge Mm -hmm. collectively experience a different adventure yeah because i've noticed that when we do things that are different that you've never done before. You get aroused, mm-hmm. like you 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 know, like this is exciting, babe. Like you you'll touch me, you'll rub me, and, and it's exciting for me to see you do things. Um, I remember when we rent, we went to Jade Mountain, oh, and yeah. we oh, we ran up the vacation. mountain as a as opposed to taking the bus. Yeah, you don't like working out, right? But at the top of the mountain, you were just like, oh, that was that was kind of good, and you yeah. were all sweaty. I was sweaty, in, and, was like, and then I we got a second up. workout in when we got to the Show. moon. Day. But I think that's important. yeah. And I don't think people really think about that. Jade like, Mountain me, baby. <laughs> Jade Mountain her. Jade Mountain me. All me. these things cost money. So, young lady, I don't, you know, <laughs> make sure you put money away to Jade Mountain your, uh, your yeah, husband. Jade
1: Mountain Bay or, I mean, any resort or wherever you're trying to go to or right. whatever. I, we're just speaking from experience because we had a bomb time there. Um, we
0: did have a bomb time there. We yeah. had some great sex there. Please take us back. Um, I'm trying to think of some other places. Oh, we went to the DR and we did the um, zip lining.
1: Yeah, I remember so the night we fun. came back from ziplining, we had fun. some
0: bomb sex after yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: then I was swinging from the chandeliers at the hotel. And even so even places in
0: Brooklyn. We mm-hmm. Where did we go to Brooklyn? We went somewhere in Brooklyn, and we did something different. But I remember that night, it was just like, oh, when we went for your birthday. Oh, remember? Yeah. I went, got you. I surprised you, took you shopping. Yeah. made did all of these things for you. And yeah, we, we that night, that night. Yeah. We were in the city that night, and we had bomb sex. But it was something different mm-hmm. that made that experience seem like, this is the first time I'm having sex with that person. Yeah. If you sure. can, and you know what, I think that may be a key that we could mm-hmm. start to. Well,
1: save it for your moment in truth. All right, I'm going to do that. All right. If you would like to be featured as uh, one of our listener letters, make sure y'all email us uh, deadassadvice at gmail.com. We'd That's like
0: D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. We want
1: to see the emails overflowing. You know what I mean? And tell us some more stuff about what y'all want to hear, what y'all want to talk about. We're always open to that too, okay? Yes. All right, moment of truth time. You're about to spill the beans on your moment of truth, but go ahead and say what it is. So this is is my moment of truth (laughs) for
0: men and women who are looking to invigorate your love life, right? Two things I want you to focus on. Number one, make sure that the contraceptive that you're using is conducive to your love life.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We didn't like condoms. We didn't like the pill. We didn't like the IUD. Ultimately, we don't like any form of contraceptive, so that may mean that I have to uh, SDB, snip them balls balls. after I get my daughter. We may Uh have to do that. But, of course, pay attention to the contraceptive. And number two, if you really want to invigorate and keep that flame going, find different things to do with your spouse Mm -hmm. other than the norm. When I mean different, I don't mean just travel. Do different physical activities Mm -hmm. that get that testosterone and that estrogen moving so that you can Mm -hmm. you know get into that mode let off those pheromones be around each other be active together Mm -hmm. and that will definitely invigorate your bedroom i I honestly wholeheartedly believe that
1: i like that Um, my moment of truth is uh to be relentless in your pursuit of what is the root of your problem And that Mm. can be in life, but because we're talking about sex, um, particularly with your sex life, be willing to go the extra mile to put your ego aside to accept that you may have a deficit and then be relentless in the pursuit of finding out what is the root of that issue. Because with me, I really had to, thanks. Um, (laughs) no, but I really had to like dive deep and just say, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was the inadequate one. I felt Mm -hmm. like there was, you know, this inferior, Mm -hmm. you know, um, what's, what's inferior,
0: what superior superior yeah I (laughs) couldn't think
1: of the word there's like this superior (laughs) inferior thing that was happening and I was always the one with the deficit and that was heartbreaking for me because Mm -hmm. I felt like my husband deserved more um based on everything that Mm -hmm. he was putting out um and and the efforts that you were making to make sure that I was having a good experience sexually you just weren't getting the best out of me so whatever it is um male or female whoever has the deficit don't feel ashamed to get some help to reach out to explore to figure out what may be missing because that one little thing that one little change in our routine that one little yeah. change in my overall physical um, health i would say yeah was like the key to un it was a key un- unlocking that door for us and so. just to
0: piggyback of what you just said like you said be relentless keep having the conversation mm-hmm. as as monotonous as you think the conversation is when you stop having a conversation and you stop trying yeah. that's when it's over That's when it's over. As long as you're continuously having the conversation. That's true. That's true
1: because you did say to me at one point when I stop talking about it then we should be worried.
0: Absolutely because then I I don't care no more. Shit
1: I felt that to the core. I was like well I I want you to always be talking about it as annoying as it was but here we are. I
0: want to keep having this conversation because that means that sex is still being had
1: or we're still invested in, each, in other. each other exactly for sure exactly all right y'all hope that helped y'all out there especially our married couples who have been in situations yes. like yes um, there is a
0: breakthrough coming there if is. you keep working towards it that's we are proof fact. of it we are proof of it
1: that's a fact um be sure to follow us on social media y'all uh, Deadass the podcast and of course you can find me kadeen i am
0: and i am devout and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to rate review and subscribe
1: Deadass baby
0: Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing.
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you.